Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. I am Sue Rose Minahan, Talk Cosmos, on the 30th, 29th, 29th of January, and this is Astro Jam. It's a quarterly event that occurs for, for two years now. I'm a little discombobulated since I did all this intro, and now I'm the second time for now time, right, with Uranus. When Uranus is direct, according to vibrational energy, it is the very moment of creation. And so it can seem like for all of us, I believe, where it's this kaleidoscope of energies asking all the things in the past that's happened recently. And with Mars, that achievement energy in, in Mercurial Gemini, there's many factors involved. I'm jumping to the point, but the fact is, is that today is the 29th again of January with all the planets direct. And we're missing two people, but we have still a good number of us. So back to the fact, and that is, is that Astro Jam is like theater, and we will get to that. And it's going to occur every fifth Sunday of the various months. So subscribe, find out. The next one will be in April. But today, I'm ready to begin. So David, if we can have the slides, and I'll do the introductions. Okay, thank you very much. No, I want the slides. Yes. Oh, thank you. Okay. So we have Israel. He's in England. He may not be able to attend. If so, he will come in. And I have Marie O'Neill. And Marie O'Neill. Yes, and can I see the, oh, thank you so much, is founder of Padma Life Coaching. If you can, David, you could have Marie here instead of me. That would be just great. Okay, everybody's there, but now I can't see the slides. Okay, perfect. We're, it's Aronis and we're working it. Marie is in Santa Rosa, California, the founder of Padma Life Coaching. She's a life coach, astrologer, speaker, past life regression facilitator, lecturer. She does retreats. She's also a distinguished Toastmaster and on the board of directors with TEDx in Sonoma County and a mentor with the Forest Center of Evolutionary Astrologer. She lectures at conferences. She's a published author. Her book, And the Lotus Opened. She facilitates her virtual healing retreat twice a year with different so thank you very much. You're wonderful to have on this event. Hi, everybody. The next soul is Michael Bartlett. And Michael Bartlett at coremichael.com focuses on esoteric astrology with the depths of outer planets. And his website, Core Energetic Training, is highly intuitive with three decades of business experience, 
and two decades of astrological wisdom. He's the author also of two books. One is Astrological Mavericks, which he did a presentation last uh, 2022, late. I think it was in November. Well, we can check. The dates are escaping me, but it was in the autumn. Do you have what it takes to change the world? And then Astral Theater, which is exactly what we're doing here, but online, a revolutionary approach to the ancient art of astrology. Since Michael completed, well, I don't say completed, but he held the position of interim president just recently with Kepler College as, as a service. He's, he also offers webinars and workshops through Kepler College and many intensive in readings. So thank you, Michael. It's always great to have you. Jennifer Ng at JenIngress.com practices Pachi, if I'm saying that right, Four Pillars, which is Western astrology, and she can, or Eastern astrology, pardon me, and classic, classical, get tongue in the right manner here, Feng Shui. And it happens to be of the Yellow Hat sect, and it's widely practiced in East Asia. And she studied under the retired master David Lee in Toronto. Yeah. Jen is a horary forecasting sinistry astrologer who consults and practices a blend of Western traditional and modern astrology and holds certificates, a horary practitioner certificate, professional astrologer's diploma from the International Academy of Astrology. And she teaches four pillars at International Academy of Astrology. She's given speeches and she's a member of various networks, including the Kepler Astrology Toastmasters Club, of which I'm a member of, too. And we welcome everybody that wants to join. And Jen also serves on the nonprofit volunteer board of Astrology Toronto as co-president. So thank you, Jen. It's a treat. And last week, if people want to know more about lunar astrology, just go to Talk Cosmos YouTube because that is right there and very dynamic. Sean Kelly. We're glad to have Sean. He's on the road right now, but he's taking a break just to join us for this first half. And he has his site, Evolutionary Astro, and also Anthology Brands. And he understands the symbolism innately through thousands of charts. He's worked with world's renowned astrologers from Kelly Fox, Jan Spiller, Henry Setzler, Michael Luton, Rick Levine, Jeff Jauer, he did the driving business in the 2000s for the site we're so familiar with, tarot.com. And he has been, fortunately, a wonderful member of Astro Jam. So there we have our panelists of five, and we are so glad. <laughs> Thank you. And myself, that's right, and I am an electric evolutionary astrologer and members of activities and vice president of the Washington State Astrological Association. So you can check all of this if you do go to our slides on YouTube. So what is Astro Jam? It is online astro theater 
it's a dialogue. And I paraphrase somewhat from Michael's book that he wrote to give a plug, an accurate one, a dialogue of planets. It's an inherent vibrational energy as I see it, but it's expressed through archetypal characteristics. So the planets become actors, the houses become stages. So we, as the planet actor, we play out these zo zodiacal, you know, the zodiac with all its 12 signs, whatever sign they're in. There we go, a little picture. Now I'm going to bring up this next chart. This is going to be our interim, like, like the side. If we were in a melodrama, we went kind of cut things away a little bit here so we don't get mixed up because after we go through our enactment, we will reveal and display to ourselves what this is and what we think. So there's no rules, everything goes and game on. <laughs> Whoops, uh-oh, what did I do? Oh yes, that's right, I changed things. I put down the chart, it's the clue is 20th century chart and hoping it might be easy for our viewers and ourselves I identified what, where the planets are. So if I say Ceres, I know where Ceres is. If I say moon, I know where moon is. We might say uh, moon Aquarius, which happens to be seventh house for those that are in podcasts. But the point is we want to be spontaneous and we want a picture which will evolve as we go. So with this said... I shall start. I am the sun in Sagittarius sixth house. Oi, I am wanting to go in that direction of a new belief system. I just, I know it's there. I, I'm trying to expand and contract. It's, I'm going to get this if I have to just Dissolve everything. Somehow, I will do it. May I go? Well, oh, just go. Oh, okay. I am the moon in Aquarius in the seventh house, as well <laughs> close to the cusp of the, within five degrees of the eighth house. But I'm going to read it in the seventh no, house. just speak it. Just speak oh, it. Oh, okay. It's okay. So I'm, I'm the moon and... I need my relationships to be different and intellectual and out of the box, maybe scientists or inventors. And I like to learn things through my relationships as well as on an intimate level. But I can also change my mind and quickly form new other exciting relationships. Out with the old, in with the new. I am Saturn in Pisces. Mm. And when I, because I'm in Pisces, I'm not at home. I have new skills. I have skills that, water skills that I have to use. And it's not quite easy for me to use those skills because I'm happiest, of course, in earth and in air. 
in this water, I am learning to, I am helping to go deep and find structures to go deep into the psyche, to expand into the all, the everything. And I'm doing this through helping people or helping to, I'm doing this in the house of death and the house of the occult. And because I'm in that house, it's very important that I have a strong foundation so that I don't find myself out in the cosmos with no way back to reality. While I am a cancer rising individual, I have Uranus on the midheaven retrograde in fixed Taurus. <laughs> I need a level of freedom that sometimes even surprises myself. I need change. I like things in a set certain way of having my forms and, and doing my work in a certain way, but I attract very interesting, odd, oddly persnickety individuals towards me who I work with to show them ways of having a more fulfilling and enjoyable life. I am Mars in the fourth house. What a loaded fourth house with that cancer rising for Mars to be there. I am focused my energy on nurturing myself, nurturing others, um, putting neat, beautiful bows on things that probably shouldn't have bows on them. Um, <laughs> um, and, 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 and I get emotional fulfillment out of this. So, you know, Mars is a real keystone for this chart for me because of the cancer rising ruled by the moon and that Mars in the fourth. And it's really about the sword of justice and, 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 and with that Capricorn sun, the hard decision, or excuse me, the, the Mercury and Capricorn hard decision-making with Sarah's there it's more more of that 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 nurturing whatever this chart is it's, I'm, I'm, I'm here to nurture that's my action oh my goodness now i'm getting it here i am the sun and, and i'm supposed to be nurturing some kind of new belief i you know the problem is i'm feeling right now is is that things keep getting dissolved it's like how do i get these 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 existential wounds uh, here i am in, in a house of, of 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 thinking about healing of, of six house healing and yet i see out in the world the these horrible wounds that are just so dreadful and and if i could just give salve where's the salve in life come on psyche where is my salve i i am mercury and I think a lot about how t practical ideas in terms of how to do business. And I really approach my relationships with a plan. And, and we have to get along. To, we, have, we have to have a plan and have goals in order to, to work together. 
Well, I know you're going to feel my soft and loving Cancerian energy when you meet me. You might feel a little bit of a iron fist within my velvet glove because I have Pluto in the first house in Cancer in conjunct my sun. So there's just this rub, you know, something that has to come in. You know, am I, do I want freedom? Do I want security? My, and, and Pluto wants to blow up, you know, the Sagittarius gets so full of itself anyway. It needs to just kind of come back down to reality anyway and like stop going off on all these journeys. So, um, you know, I don't mind holding this position with relationship to the sun. I am, I am Neptune in, in Virgo opposed Saturn. And uh, in fact, a grand square here, uh, I kind of plug into at least a T square. I'd say a grand square with the nodes, but uh, I am Neptune and, and, and I'm here to show that there is this, that I'm disrupting a belief system and trying to figure out how to get it to dis- the old, to uh, the old traditional stuff to dissolve. So I can have room to, to grow. And I'm, stopped i'm stopped by like i i can't communicate some of these things um it's difficult to communicate um some of the some of the uh uh, fundamental aspects of the spirituality i'm looking to express i'm chiron in the 12th house and i (laughs) have a wound with god i was betrayed at an early age and i was told that if I shared what my truth was, if I shared, if I spoke out loud that something might happen. And so it has taken me a long time to find my voice. Well, I am Uranus in Taurus. And I'm here to tell you that I'm bringing earthquakes and lightning bolts. And this is coming to society, to to people who don't even know me. They're going to... They're going to see me this way. I'm going to affect what you believe concerning your your value system, your money. What do you value? I'm here to help you get clear on what that is. And I'll do it by shocking you. You'll have these wonderful insights through your through through whatever it is I do, whether I offer earthquakes, whether I offer a a flood, whatever it is I offer you, which is which is earth related, it is all for your good. And you're gonna feel that when you're. Mm-hmm interacting with me if we're friends or if we do business in fact that's a need that i have i crave that this is drive thank you oh thank you everybody we have i i think you were speaking there of venus moon jen i i picked i was wondering so you picked up on that Let's find out. We have a few minutes. Do you, are you all ready? Is there anything? Yeah, more? we know it had to be early 20th century. Well, let's find out. Was it World out. War One? Well, we'll find. Yeah, there's clues. Or Anybody the, other wants to make any staff uh, guess, guesses? Or the plague. I mean, that. that. 
plague. She said 20th plague century, that we though. Had in, <laughs> no, right. <laughs> Here's our stage with the <laughs> astrological <laughs> dice getting thrown and the characters. Guess what? Pope Francis. Oh, wow. Really? And I was oh. amazed. I have here now Pope Francis was born, yes, in 1936 on December 17th in Buenos Aires in Argentina at 9 p.m. He's a night child and his son is in the sixth house and it's conjunct that north node. However, the most fascinating thing is I did a solar arc. And for those people that are wondering, eh, what's that? It's a timing system where every year, every sign according from the sun moves one degree. And it's, it's, a, it's a timing situation. Are there connections? Does every 30 years it goes, and, and what is it? And then I did the transits because he just made a landmark statement that really got my attention when he said, hey, folks, let's look at all people as equal, mm. that homosexuality has its place. It's not criminalized. You know, we're being uh, sinful not to have charity, is as he put it. So in other words, it's not that it's judgmental. It's just we all have our issues, and it's okay. We're all born how we're born. And there's his Aquarius moon and Venus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ruling MC, as, and then that, the know, moon on his ascendant. Saturn in that in that Pisces house, you know, that is about dissolving tradition, the things that don't serve tradition. Because there's a lot of traditions we have in our world today that don't really serve the greater good or, mm-hmm. or like wholeness. Yeah. And know? the mystic, the mystic, um, um, pragmatic mystic, which is also mm-hmm. Saturn and, and, and Neptune. Saturn, and, Neptune. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is yeah. look at this T square with Pluto between the yeah. three. I was just dumbfounded. The transiting Pluto at 28 Capricorn is exactly opposite his natal Pluto of 28 Cancer. It's within minutes, meaning in, yeah, just minutes. Plus his solar arc is at 25, which is um, meaning that in some ways it's going to be three years before it actually gets, but it's still very close. It's all in cardinal signs. Mm -hmm. And the other issue is he has, um, okay, the other one that's, because it, okay, reading the transits, his natal Mercury, as was pointed out, is 11 degrees Capricorn, 48 minutes, and transiting, because we're not exactly sure. We know it was the 24th. I really honed it down and looked at it. It was the 24th, although it was publicized on the 25th. And so maybe it was noon, something like that. But it was still 10 degrees. It was right within a, a degree. So his thinking factors were right on. Mm-hmm. This oh, and makes then the this yeah. makes sense for him. This is his mission in the world. And think about that, what Pluto in cancer, what it is trying to do. We're talking about the family. Yes, nurturing the family. The well, it's not even nurturing. Mm. It's tearing down what we what we think of as outsiders in the family. It's a, It's 
and we're all a part of the same human race. And so what is family? Everybody is family and cancer isn't going to, um, it's it's going to do its, its best to protect the family. And he's talking about the human race. So you go back to that, um, that Saturn in Pisces opposed Neptune. He's fighting for the family of the human race and the inclusivity. And what's so funny, too, when you think of it, it's in conjunct that Jupiter, I mean, that sun in Sagittarius. And yet those are both working at, at the same purpose. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, you I love really so many. That, so that's really beautiful. It's so much that all of you said was as though you knew who it was. That's a beautiful part. This one was very dynamic. For instance, that God had wounded me and that I was thinking and needed goals, but yet that people were unable to. Sort of to truth. Really, yeah, and dissolving, yeah. you know, and how to get all the dynamics. Each and every one of you really spoke it beautifully. And I will mention with the slides, and I hope people can get to the. For those that are listening to the podcast, perhaps look at the slides at Talk Cosmos YouTube channel, which we're glad to have you subscribe and follow. That Pope Francis, who was born December 17th, 1936 at 9 p.m., Buenos Aires, Argentina, is the first of many. At this point, he is the head of the Catholic Church, Bishop of Rome, and sovereign of the Vatican City State. But he's the first member of Society of Jesus, which not being Catholic, I don't know what that means, but according to the news, that's something. First from the Americas, I mean, South America, North America, the first from the Southern Hemisphere, and the first Pope from outside Europe since Pope Gregory III, which I have no idea, I'm not Catholic, but who is a Syrian who resigned in the 8th century, thank you, that's like over a thousand years ago. So and isn't, is, that, isn't that interesting that uh, about the resignation, because the Pope before him just died, and he resigned. Yeah. And now this business in the news, I think, is not serious at all because he has no plan in resigning. He just had to write that because of the prior circumstance in order to be prepared. So, well, thank you. And, Sean, I'm so glad you could join us. I don't know if you have time. I know you're on this long nine-hour road trip, so you may not be here for our second one, but you'll be listening. Okay. Yes, I will. All right, okay. Well, we will Bye, come Sean. back. Yeah, Bye. thank you, Sean Kelly. We'll come <laughs> back with Michael Bartlett. Yay. Jen. I want to say Ingress, not Jen. Jen. Um, <laughs> um, yes, your, your last name, Jen. Ing. Ing. Thank you. That's right. Yes. And Marie O'Neill and myself. Okay. Be back in a moment. Thank you. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Aquarius, ruled modernly by Uranus and Saturn in traditional astrology by the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on governing structures through both man-made and universal laws, Aquarius breaks established patterns, permitting the energy of freedom, just as its ruling planet Uranus spins on its side and orbits backwards. As a fixed air sign represented by the water bearer pouring the spirit of cosmic energy, Aquarius seeks to find like-minded, intuitively aligned souls 
to connect in social groups for the elevation and improvement of all. This is Martha Norwalk, every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Jude Ponton at the Whispering Dragon Center in Shoreline, we cover the world of animals. This week, February 5th, it's Shelter Rescue Sanctuary and anything that helps our Animal Friends Sunday. We'll check in with our regulars, Meow Cat Rescue, Help Animals India, and Seattle Dogs Homeless Program. Plus, we'll chat with the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga and find out what's going on there in the month of February. Hope you can join us for Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Hi, and welcome, everybody, Astro Jam, our mystery chart time. And we have the fearsome foursome. Here we go. <laughs> and before we start, I want to ask each one of you what you might have an event in a short period of moments, like 30 seconds or so or something like that. Marie, we'll start with you. What have you got? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Thank you, Sue. That's wonderful to ask. I have a virtual healing retreat, my next one coming up on March 20th and 21st. This one is fo- the focus or theme is... Um, uh, simple astrology for everyday use. So it's a way to use astrology every day for people who are not astrologers. And we have five presenters and a a panel discussion for that. So if you want to uh, learn more about that, contact me, Marie, at PadmaLifeCoaching.com. Excellent. That's coming up Thank immediately. You. So send yeah. that information to me and I'll include it in my newsletter, which I'm always trying to redo. Okay. So Shall Michael, will what do you have coming up, please? Uh, Wednesday, I'm going to be speaking for the Brighton Astrology uh, Group. I'm speaking on the esoteric rulers of astrology, <clears throat> which are a whole different uh, vibration of rulership for the Zodiac. And then on the 23rd, 24th, 25th, and 26th of March, I'll be at the International Astrology Days in Istanbul, Turkey. So hopefully we'll be seeing some other friends there, which should be really exciting. Wonderful. Now, uh, briefly, what was the bright? What was this on the esoteric? Where was this? Uh, The Brighton Astrology Group, Brighton Astrology Circle. Okay, Brighton. Which is... uh, Jeremy Venerables. All right. So I guess if they contact you, you can tell them about yeah. that too. Yeah, Michael but, at formichael.com. Okay. And Jennifer, what have you happening? I know many things. I am currently working on my 12th house research project that was second place, a second place proposal in the OPA research grant with Sophia mm-hmm. Rain as first place. And um, Renee Oshop um, 
tied second place as well. So I'm working on that under uh, with mentorship from Mitch or Chris, uh, Chris uh, Mitch Glenn Mitchell, and I am preparing for a talk for MJ Patterson's Halifax Meetup group on timing techniques. Wonderful, very dynamic. Top Cosmos has Planet Buzz next week, and Leslie Francis, Master Astrologer, will be rejoining for that one event. And we'll be talking about Mercury and Pluto that are conjunct in Capricorn for the last time in 200 years because it's at the mm. very tail end, 28 degrees. So it'll be an interesting conversation. Thank you. Okay, we're back to... Astro Jam with our mystery clues. And David, if we can have those slides again. Thank you. Okay. And thank you so much for bringing it back to that point. So here we have, oh, and I did finish with Pope Francis. I didn't realize I had that, that uh, it, it declares that his speech was on the 24th and his acknowledgement of decriminalizing the homosexuality. So, and there again is his natal chart for those that want to see it in all its reality uh, by itself away from the, um, um, oh, and I, I didn't realize I had all these. I worked pretty hard on all of these. And also that we have his natal with the transit so that you can see it more clearly because sometimes three charts are a little tricky to realize. And then again, he, well, with the transits and then one with the, um, uh, anyway, you can review that. So back to the drawing board. I'll wait till uh, get a big breath here. So we'll again, we'll same format. We'll start in. And I think in the earlier parts, does anybody want to start instead of me? I don't need to be the one to start. No, we'll just throw it out. Okay, here we go. Where is it? Is this a, what was the hint? Mm. The, the mystery clue, once again, is 20th century chart. That's our big clue. <laughs> little bit, but at least we're not back clue. in the 1800s. That's a huge clue there. Yeah, too. you know, last, yeah, gonna, last gonna, year was, it was, last century was um, a little bit uh, concrete. But you can tell a little bit if you look at, Things like Pluto, you know, Pluto, I'll be Pluto. I am going to dig, 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 dig down to the roots beyond because it, basically I am composting. I'm getting those needs, new seeds of creation to, to get out. I, I'm very strongly attracted to what, I once thought was beautiful. I'm not sure. Let me figure it out. But there's, it's got to be something that has new life. Well, I am the South Node in Cancer in the 12th. And I'm my primary goal for myself is to heal. I'm healing my prior trauma with family, with everything related to nurturing myself and in being a part of society, a part of the family. And it's not easy because 
it's it's my natural it's my natural way of being to give and not to receive i haven't learned to do that yet and i do need to pull in to do that to uh, be by myself sometimes to go to the mountaintop to uh, to learn to stand up for myself, to learn to be more assertive. And it's just not easy. I am really, it's really about me. I, you know, all my planets are below the horizon. I really, I need a lot of downtime for myself. I need to really see how I feel, what I experience about life. I, um, you know, my midheaven up in Pisces, you know, I go out there and I just feel too much and I've got my cancer rising and it's just, you know, there's a lot out there, but you know, I've got a pretty packed sixth house and I'm here to be of service. I'm here to share a message and to guide people in a really pretty profound way. And, and I'm, I'm probably, am a bit of a force of nature to some people. My, my early home experiences really influence my belief and how I give back to society. But I need a feeling of security as well. And I can be a bit finicky with, in particular, with my finances and my, my belongings. I want things a certain way, especially if they're from a different culture or place. You know, I like those kind of artifacts. Yep. The more I think about it, that is so true because I am Jupiter in the third house in Virgo and that moon of mine, we get along. I mean, because I'm, you know, I look at my neighbors and yet I'm really critical. I mean, are they, what in the heck's happening? Do we have, I mean, maybe we can fix everybody and maybe we can't, but the point is it's, it's really, it should be neater. It should be more um, efficient. Life needs to have some kind of efficiency. And, and it seems like, and I know there was a lot of criticism. There is that part of life, but Oh my gosh. On the other hand, I'm feeling the spiritual pragmatic well i don't know if that's really acceptable is it acceptable to have i mean i see my neptune it's but it's like is that acceptable i don't know well I, go ahead I, I i would say that some people might find me a bit judgmental but i think that they're just more opinions that are backed up from what i observe and my belief systems and you know who i talk to and what I see around me, but I'm a pretty practical person and I have ambitions and I work really hard and I'm driven at that. And I feel that I'm, I'm used to being by myself. I like being by myself, but having to put myself out there can sometimes feel uncomfortable. I've had to work with that. That's my sun in Capricorn with my north node in Capricorn and south node in the 12th. Well, I love researching. I know that I know what I know and my mind can't be changed. Because 
I am Mercury in Sagittarius in the fifth house. Actually, really, you know, I could say that I'm in partnership with Mars, too. And so I know how to dig in. I know how to speak with authority. I know how to uh, have a goal and shoot for that goal. And I know how to help others to do the same, which is what I do on a, a daily basis. I am perceived as more of not a not necessary, not just a teacher, but a master. I am more of a tenured professor, you should say, rather than someone who is uh, just starting out. I have Chiron and Leo in my first house. And so, you know, I have a little bit of a wound. I have a little bit of a way in which um, I probably wasn't favored very well. You know, there were issues with my dad. Um, he was really absent, you know, that Saturn and Aquarius, you know, that relationship, you know, there's boundaries and there's rules, but where is he in the mass of it? And, um, and so some people probably when they meet me, they don't really quite know who I am, or I might be a little bit of a shapeshifter with that Chiron and, and Leo. And some people might see one type of me, one version, one way and another type, another. Um, I really like putting, I like acting. I like putting on a play and showing different parts of myself to others. If I'm of service, is that the deal or am I a servant? It's really who's in control of all this because there's so much energy that I'm feeling that sun, you know, the direction I'm trying to go, but then, you know, it's, it's it, in Capricorn, I'm like the ruler, the ruler. Yet, it seems like, and I'm going to get things serving that rulership. That's what I think. I, I, I think that's it. I may have had to work through feelings of insecurity and self-esteem with my Chiron in first house and my packed sixth house and having ex experiences with consequences and authority and father figures but my my values run deep my venus in scorpio with pluto and scorpio means that i'm kind of really i'm a little careful about who i get close to and um i'm also willing to cut out people who really don't quite fit with what it is they work with because it's important for me to understand you know with my saturn just barely above the horizon that's the only planet i have above the horizon and sometimes it's really important for me just to kind of step back and see you know is this okay for me well yeah and with and i have neptune in in capricorn let's talk about let's get real with spirituality with creativity let's just get real we want the truth we want um we want reality we don't want anything out there way way woo woo show me show me the reality here and it's got to be experiential and i think i like to teach or write 
or have those thoughts published. But I like to be at home more than being out and traveling. I like to be in my inner world and 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 that gives me privacy and a sense of familiarity, maybe from a past life with my south node in the 12th house. Mm-hmm. And while this many people good. will experience me as being very idealistic and kind of like a little bit, maybe sometimes pie in the sky with my Sagittarius Mercury and Sagittarius Mars, my practicality, you know, I really have learned that um, sometimes things just come to me in the moment. And those are the, and I really have learned to trust my intuition. Let's find out. We yeah, have <laughs> a few minutes. Okay, so I'm going to do the next. Yeah, and here is, well, you will be surprised because you never know. I'm trying to get rid of Should that. we so guess? Be like, yeah, go ahead and guess. Any ideas? 30s? 30s? Huh? Well, it 30s. has to be somebody. I mean, what? go back to the no. chart. The person had to be born. This, with is, someone, this is someone in the 90s. Like 80s or, yeah. Yeah. Late 80s oh, or well, You know yeah. what? Yeah. It, it's showing what it is. Oh. It is the oh, Russian wow. Federation. Because I don't always do a person. I'm yes. so sorry. Yeah. Oh, and it, yeah. In the, wow. I raised in 1991. And I use yeah. Nicholas Nick Campion's book because Solar Fire mm-hmm. has a little earlier. But when I research, I really try to research. It's very difficult when it gets to these either businesses or events because of the different just timing. But Mm. Gorbachev resigned at at 912 or 512 uh, GMT, which is what Solar Fire has. But according to Nicholas Campion, it it was the flag was actually raised at this time because other Mm. charts have, as we know, the ascendant can change has Leo, but this shows cancer rising, which, you know, I thought to myself too, mm-hmm. is the motherland. They always mm-hmm. talk about the motherland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know it's we, right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. very interestingly, I'm trying to get this thing off my, my computer. That's interesting. Oh, that Neptune get, in uh, uh-huh. Capricorn with the religion it's really not about it's like let's get real with this let's it's actually more cut and dried more cold yeah and look at this when it goes into the solar arc i could not believe how many things are conjunct like if you take the natal saturn in aquarius there in the sixth house it is conjunct the sun at five degrees like as of today this is as of today Five degrees. Well, that's six degrees, isn't it? Or is that five? No, it it's like five. five. I know. It's I five. had to get my glasses on. It's five. It's <laughs> five degrees. Okay. I have this little magnifier and I go, oh, what is this? Because well, That's so sort of beautiful. Too. And that there's sometimes, you know, where it's just, it's, you know, what are we doing right now? We're illuminating their, their authenticity, their, you know, their, yeah. you know, their statehood in a sense. Mm-hmm. And in, as the other, like it was meant like the boundaries, like what are their boundaries? Is it oh. going to be new, different, whatever. Then you get natal series, which is, and I'm 26. sorry, I didn't put the names up in Sag, but the Venus is exactly within minutes conjunct that the solar, this, Oh, we're talking about solar arc. That's right. Mm-hmm. Solar arc is a measuring. So this is a time where, their sense of 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 what nourishes them, what's truly going to nourish them as a country, is getting some focus internally. You would say, 
beyond that what we know. And then their natal Mercury and Sagittarius also down there that Jen, you were talking about publishing. It's so true when you think of the communists or the, the propaganda. Whole, propaganda. Propaganda. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the solar arc south. Do I have this? Do I have that right? No. What do I have here? 11 degrees. I don't well, see the it. South, the south node is 11 degrees Leo. Right. Is it? Oh, yeah. I see it square. Oh, but why do I put that in? You know what? Let's skip that one. Let's go into, yeah, I do this kind of. So Uranus, though, which is. The the south node to the Mercury trines. No, it's it's Mercury. Oh, it should be. I see my notes got mixed up, but it's um, Mercury is on top of the. So it's a lot of thinking. Right. Yeah. And I'm sorry, maybe I should correct Yeah, that. it's a trine. The the solar arc nodes and south node is trying that natal Mercury. Okay. And yeah. then Mercury's okay. right on the Uranus, which is I mean, you know, yeah. and then and mm-hmm. then that Venus, Venus Pluto together. With, yes. With the series. Oh. And it would definitely bring in that Mars. I mean, that's like you can tell this, you know, he's his like he's like a bone you know putin's like a, he's the dog without that is not gonna let go of that bone right no he's not. <laughs> and there's a, a thing of pride with that chiron and leo in the first house you know that like, yeah injury to pride and the reunification right his big dream is the reunification of that which came before and that's you know what we're talking about that uranus neptune in capricorn it's like that which came before can't really ever be again Nope. <laughs> and and Pluto going into Aquarius, that's mm-hmm. going to be huge for them. I tried to go forward, and it seems in 2026 there's some big things happening. Yeah. So it's going to be a time factor, whether it has to do with Putin right. or whether it's the people themselves. Well, but How- the people in Russia, I understand, are backing him. It's so? starting to shift because, you know, that, that propaganda so. machine has, you know, uh, the ways in which information is available is changing how these autocracies can actually run. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. So if they can't, I mean, I think the people and especially I, I can't imagine those individuals who are Russians who have family members in Ukraine and are hearing them. I mean, what we're doing anywhere, we're doing it in the world, anywhere where we're doing. I mean, look at us. What a wonderful representation of humanity we have here. You know, understanding we're all humans. I mean, this yeah. whole ridiculousness, we're all related to one another for crying That's out loud. That's right. That's true. Well, isn't that what the Pope said? Yeah, it is. <laughs> and the very fact with Pluto going into Aquarius, I think we've said this, it's like, but the networking, you know, are we networking? Aquarius wants that. Um, yeah, it, it is and, interesting. And yeah. what will be the shadow elite? I mean, we're all, I mean, I always love it when we're getting ready to switch like these big changes and because we all go to idealism, but it's like, you know, but what what is the shadow side of that? Oh, yeah. Because Aquarius oh, yeah. is a real elitist. It is. It is. It is. It's like, I've got my people that understand my way. That's my. Cl- and everyone else can go, <laughs> go yeah. somewhere. Oh, isn't that, yeah. yeah, isn't yeah, that yeah. We ended up with the revolutions. We had the French revolution, the U S revolution, the, all of that happened the last time Pluto was in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's and, but we also had good things yeah. happening. Oh with, yes, absolutely. Cause change it, it mm-hmm. is this, illustrious that's how i was kind of thinking what with 
Pluto there. But as we know, it purges, it's obsessive about transform, attaching itself to whatever mm -hmm. it is. So yeah, we're going to get a little taste of a hint in March. A little, t a little toe, yes. as it were, into the pond. A little toe. <laughs> it's that Marie t mentioned about revolutions, because right now, even though we're not under monarchies, there is a monarchy economically, and mm -hmm. that it relates to technology, like energy sources, and that Aquarians is about freedom. And if we can have technology or free energy, that can revolutionize people's freedoms and our... <sighs> Hello, Tesla, the Aquarian, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> and also, look at what we're doing. You know, the government now is going after Google, and I forget what the other one it went after this week. You know, because yeah, I mean these mm -hmm. these too big to fail fail everyone else. Yeah, but you know, just just the thing about the Aquarius that I was watching Rick Levine's talk on uh, twenty twenty three, and he talked about with Pluto and Aquarius, we're going to have something come along that is actually bigger than the internet. Well, AI, we've got AI oh, already, yeah. you know, that that's really messing with, you know, seeing that you can create these images that look like you or have yourself redone. Uh, I, mean, I think that's, that's another, just, the oh. AI thing is already kind of giving a taste of Pluto and Aquarius. That just shakes up my whole sense of my own autonomy. I, that, I don't care what else, but it's like, I can make my own mistakes. I don't need other people inventing them. <laughs> clones. Or clones. Well, I just, I just yeah. want to clean the house. That's it. <laughs> and cook. Oh a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Now, we have a minute here. Course, yeah. we, can, we can segue off with a little of the sound. Thank you oh, very thank much, you. Marie O'Neill, Michael Bartlett, and Jennifer Ng. It's been thank a real you. treat. It's such a Likewise. pleasure. So the next one will be in April, and I will send it out. So remember the fifth Sunday, everybody. So subscribe, yeah. connect. Enjoy the retreat that Marie has come up, all the yeah. lectures with Michael and Jen is preparing. And next week with Planet Buzz, it'll be fun. Oh, yes. <laughs> Blessings to all. Love you. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's lunchtime. <laughs> oh, there's Taurus Moon. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.